depending on wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. And welcome to the 13th episode of Expressions and Definitions. I'm your host, Nicole Renee, in case you didn't know this already. And oh my goodness gracious, I am glad to be back with you guys today. Um, I have been absent, as you can tell, <laughs> um, as the last recording was May. Um, consider it a summer break, um, <laughs> but I'm back and better than ever. I can't wait for you guys to um, hear the talented poets who I have featured on this podcast, um, including today. Uh, we'll be hearing from Michaela Mack, author of Lovely, Deadly, and Black. That book is available on Amazon.com, by the way. Just go and check that out if you like any of her work. Um, I read on the last podcast an excerpt from that book, Or To Be Seen Holding Your Hand in Public. I thought it was moving. I thought it was brilliant. If you guys, uh, I know it's been a while since I've been up here, so you probably forgot. If you have, please tune back to episode 12 and check out um, Or To Be Seen Holding Your Hand in Public. Um, I cannot wait to hear from Miss Mac herself, um, her thoughts, her perspectives on love and life and poetry. And I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Expressions and Definitions is brought to you by Anchor, an app created by Spotify. Anchor helps you to create, distribute, and monetize your podcast all for free. It has built-in uploading, recording, and editing tools so you can easily create and publish episodes. So, if you have a brilliant idea for a podcast but don't know where to start, please check out Anchor. They have all the tools necessary to make your voice heard among millions. Tell the viewers, and if you heard the last, um, for the viewers, the last week's episode of Expressions and Definitions, I had read, or I'm sorry, a couple months ago, but the last episode was um, Michaela Max, or to be seen holding your hand in public, and it was from her book, Lovely, Deadly, and Black. And I want to ask you, Michaela, first, um, as this uh, podcast is about poetry and love, what is your definition of love? My, de- my definition of love is. Mm-hmm allowing yourself to be open be um be open to receiving and also just giving space for the people that are around you to be who they are whether it be you know allow them to be angry be upset cry all that allow people to be exactly who they are so that you can also be exactly who you are um and yeah, so that's my definition of love. just being exactly who you are and allow the people around you to be exactly who, the, who they are so that they can express themselves to the fullest extent and um, reach their own states of healing so that you can also do that. And, you know, I think your definition of love is a is a brilliant one, if I may say, because I feel like it'll be a truthful love. You know, everyone is putting on these airs. Um, when they meet this person and then later on you find out that's not how the person really felt or how they really acted um, as they were trying to appeal to that person sometimes simply based off their looks so I find that very a good um, definition or honest assessment of love Um, did that come into play when you were writing uh, Lovely Deadly in Black or to be seen holding your hand in public yes Um, basically because I felt like I was never given the space to really um, experience all of who I am and Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to love like it's important for you to it's important for you to hold space and allow people to be who they are so that you can experience everything that the person is you know and when you don't have that space to 
um, ex- um, be experienced and allow that space to experience someone else, I don't feel like you can really be loved or you can't really feel the love that the other person has for you or you can't feel the love you have for another person. And so when it came to me writing Lovely Deadly Black, like a lot of my experiences in the love um, portion was just me being so upset and me being um, so confused on why I couldn't be experienced in the way that I wanted to be experienced and why I couldn't allow myself to experience other people. And a lot and of that just came from my trauma and stuff. And that's what led me to write um, or to be seen holding your hand in public. Do you think that comes with age, like that that knowledge that you just imparted? Think that comes with age? You think it comes from experiences? Do you think it comes from both? Both, definitely. Both. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, um, you know, I know as me, I just turned thirty-two, and I feel like a lot of this stuff that I know now, as sad as it is, if you would have told me this six years ago, I wouldn't have heard it. I would have been like, I'm not listening. No, no, no. Love is this. And it's what I said it is. And period. As their girls are saying, period. Uh, but <laughs> but now I feel like, oh yes, give me all of the knowledge and wisdom that anybody older can, can give me in the sense of they've experienced things, they've lived things. So I do agree with you on that as well. Um, when you were talking in your book, or no, no, or, or to be seen holding your hand in public, was that based on someone that you had um, encountered a relationship, if you don't mind sharing, or is it just your own thoughts? I've, I've spoken with some writers and they will um, kind of create these situations to make their books better. And some people will say, oh, no, this is from my own personal experience or from um, a failed relationship or a blossoming relationship. So where did you pull that from? Um, that was definitely per- personal experience. Um, okay. It was basically the culmination of the, all of the different relationships that I had um, mm-hmm. because it was a repeated pattern of just not feeling seen or cared mm-hmm. about or experienced in a way that I wanted. Um, and about you, I want to get now more into your actual writing. When did you first uh, start writing? When did you, you know, see writing as like an outlet or see it as something that you enjoy? Um, back in middle school, I had oh, wow. this, I, I, I love this lady, I don't even remember her name, mm-hmm. but I had this lady in sixth grade, and it was a um, language arts teacher, and she asked us, the, she asked the class to write a limerick poem, mm-hmm. and um, so we wrote them, and she asked people to share, and I shared mine with the class, and uh, she was like, wow, you actually stayed on topic, because a lot of the other people just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that was really encouraging for me. That was like the first time I had like a teacher really like say, hey, yeah, this is good. And so after that, I just really just focused it and I would just spend my lunch periods and things just writing. I would have notebooks just writing a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah, it just developed over time. Oh, goodness. That's, that's absolutely amazing. You know, um, I've spoken with some people who... Um, they were discouraged from writing and so they started like later much later in life and wish they would have started younger and I'm glad that you were able to get that experience and get that I guess mentorship from an early age because I think that's important as well that could shape a whole plethora of careers so I find that amazing um is there another genre if you could write another genre what would it be other than poetry another genre it would definitely be um would be like thriller <laughs> um, I've actually like 
I've written short stories and stuff and like my short stories tend to be like horror thriller type stuff like um like uh murder mystery type things and yeah why, so that's what why would you choose thriller I can't even I can't even read your book if it's horror because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know it's like I love the I love the human I like the idea of the human psyche mm-hmm. and a lot of um a lot of my poetry is already kind of in that realm of like like traumatic events and stuff and so, so I wanted I kind of like going toward the other aspect of like just what kind of um what kind of like horrors can come out of um just the human identity you know um mm-hmm. of being able to go like how do you go through these experiences and how do you um go how do you go through them and how do you feel from them or how do you um continue to live through um these how do you continue to like find a way to live through these experiences and so when it comes to like horror and when it comes to thriller I feel like it's a very good way to um talk about just like the instance of trauma instance of instead of just like the aftermath where poetry I talk about just really just the aftermath but like mm-hmm. in thrillers and stuff I'm able to talk about the instance um, so I feel like it, it talks about just like the instance of it happening and, the, and then the aftermath and then I just bring everything into perspective for me but when that I don't I don't know if this is true or not because I don't write anything of horror but when that um kind of triggered that trauma I don't know or, or was it conceived as I don't seem as cathartic cathartic I don't know it's with that I don't know um okay so for me the way I like the way I perceive it is I feel like a lot of times people need to be triggered mm-hmm. only because I say that because it, it shows like a place where you need to heal mm-hmm. and you're allowing yourself um uh, if you're allowing yourself to go through life without ever being triggered, you're not really addressing what you're feeling. Um, so when you're, so for me, talking about these or writing these kinds of horrific situations, um, it's like I'm allowing myself to just like acknowledge that it it, it does exist, um, but it also just allows me to heal from the part that I identify with. Well, I mean, that, you know, you make a lot of perfect sense. I just find it interesting and a little bit difficult especially in today's society with cancel culture being rampant I I find that interesting um as the I would say cancel culture and the arts that can be like a a fine line to walk (laughs) because you know you're gonna you're gonna trigger somebody or you may trigger too many people but like if you put it into your perspective you would feel that people do need to be triggered I'm on the side of people needing to be triggered if something can be fixed if an uh, issue can be addressed and it can be fixed then I'm for it but you know just triggering for no reason but I do like what you're saying like you can heal from that trauma yes yeah <laughs> I, I support the idea of not I, I don't trigger for no reason <laughs> yeah yeah you know you're not on Twitter or social media saying today I'm going to start trouble um no yeah. <laughs> that's not me at all everything has I a do- purpose Yes, I agree. And I do have to say that when I I was low-key stalking your TikTok page, and I was, I said, wow, this is such an unproblematic page. I mean, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and people have been, I know you've seen it. People have been wilding out, especially with this recent girl and talking about weight. And then you got the other rapper. And I'm sitting here wondering, what is going on? Is this the future? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. 
I feel like a lot of times, like, um, when it comes to, like, triggering stuff like that, it's like, mm-hmm. you can be triggering, but also be compassionate. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to add as much compassion to everything I do and everything I say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even if one day I do say something that's unproblematic, I like to hold myself accountable for that. Um, because there was a lack of compassion in whatever I did say, if I did say something that was mm-hmm. um, that way. So, um with everything that I do say, I try to be passionate and everything, even if um, I do feel like triggering is something that can be used as a tool for people. That is wonderful. And where do you see yourself with the writing genre in the next, I'd say three to five years? Um, in the next three to five years, well, okay. So I have a plan on doing um, three books. I'm currently writing my second one. I'm mm-hmm. about 5% done. So after I'm done with the um, poetry aspect, I'm mm-hmm. definitely to like shift gears and go into um, writing for like film and shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just really feel like I am drawn to the visual aspect of writing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. bringing worlds to life. So that will be like my next step. Hopefully writing for a TV show or even in development of my own. Well, honestly, just from reading your book, reading your your poetry, I could see that. I feel like you're so talented and your work, you know, I spoke with my very first guest, um, Raquel. Uh, she was absolutely amazing. She's in the process of writing this dystopian fiction book. It's gonna be absolutely amazing if you check out her blog. Um, and one thing she had said was she kind of was feeling, seeing herself doing the same thing. And I feel like with these type of writers, we could create shows that people have never even seen before. And I think that's a, a different mindset. And I, I think that's a wonderful goal for you to have. Yes, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anybody wants to read your work and this, um, they want to read some more like thoughts that you have daily. Do you have a website or a blog they could follow? It's uh, MichaelaMacket.com. Oh, cool. Perfect. Just sink into the point. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michaela, for taking some time out to uh, talk to us about your work. Um, and I was going to ask you if you didn't mind reading um, your poem or to be seen holding your hand in public. Yes, I would love to. Great. And I feel like I'm always someone's secret. Like I can never fully be accepted love valued properly like I'm some sort of pariah needing to be kept away from the public sometimes I feel like I'll never be loved with confidence with appreciation with beaming smiles for cameras with pictures standing on the mantle with flowers displayed on holidays with blooming trophies kept in a case people wanting me feels more like heavy like darkness like sweaty dungeon desires like a dirty fantasy you keep up between your masters like a vintage playboy you hide from your parents. It feels like never good enough to be the only one, to be the main one. Like love for the weekend, not for the year. Like they'll make sure to dream about me later, but never speak to Like empty carousels, like stories you tell your friends about wild nights. Like man at 16, not dream girl. Like sneaking from room to room. Like midnight, like midnight snacks like don't speak until spoken to, like hidden just out of reach, 
out of sight, around the corner, like walk of shame at 5 a.m., like lost appetite, but still craving something, anything not me, like not enough, like never enough, like never worthy enough. Like I feel I'm never worthy enough to be loved or to be seen holding your hand. That was absolutely wonderful. I love your poem so much. When I first came across it, I was like, this is brilliant. I don't even know what else to say. And you know, some people feel like, oh, you know, it's good. Or, you know, people, you know how people are with writing. It's subjective. It's like art. But I feel like this was absolutely an amazing poem. I felt like I could relate to it in a lot of ways. And I know there's several thousand people who could relate to it if I could relate to it. So thank you so much for sharing your work with us today. Thank you for your compliments. I appreciate it. And you guys, uh, be on the lookout for Michaela Mack. I will definitely keep updated on her. She will come back when she, especially before she gets super more famous um, than she already is. (laughs) So I will have her back. But thank you guys so much. And thank you, Michaela, for being on today's show. Thank you so much, Nicole. I appreciate uh, you giving me the space to be here. Thank you. And you stay safe. You too. That concludes episode 13 of Expressions and Definitions. I want to give a huge shout out to Michaela Mack. Thank you so much for being up here to talk a bit about your work. And if you guys want to read more um, about her, I would head over to her website. And if you want to uh, purchase her poetry book, Lovely, Deadly, and Black, head over to Amazon. Um, And again, you will not be disappointed. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. Thank you.